explaining our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey guys. Hey. Hey. Welcome to episode 81 of SwiftCast. This is Steph. Haley. And Jill. We have a lot of really exciting things to talk about this week. I've been having something really exciting happening to me, and I can't really classify it as a Swifty problem. So I want to know if you guys have ever had this happen to you. So I listen to 1989 every day on my way to and from work. And what's been happening for the past two weeks is when I stop my car, I always make sure it's at the end of a song. So when it's at the end of the song, I go into my house and get ready for bed and like listen to 1989 again throughout the night. But then no matter what I do, when I wake up the next morning, whatever song is next on my CD in my car is in my head the second I wake up. And it's really weird, but it's not really a problem because it's really cool. That is Never cool. had that happen. I think you're just too smart, Steph, because of this. <laughs> what was really funny is on Friday night, How You Get the Girl, which we're going to talk about later in this episode, was the last song I listened to in my car. And then Saturday morning, I woke up and This Love was in my head. The second I woke up and... I actually had to check the track list because I didn't remember what came after How You Get the Girl. And then I was like, this is insane. I don't know what's going on, but I love it. I think your brain is just too smart for us. It's like 1989 is just playing constantly in my head. It's the greatest thing ever. I don't know. Maybe other listeners have this happen to them. Let me know. I think it's the coolest thing. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Speaking of exciting things, we have a lot of news with a lot of really exciting things happening. So we're going to go right into keeping up with Swift. The most important news is that 1989 sold another 402,000 copies in the second week. So that brings the total sales to 1.688 million. And not only is that a huge number, but Taylor also broke another record because the second week sales of 1989 was the year's second highest week. Isn't that amazing? So Taylor's second week of her album was higher than any other sales throughout the whole year. Yeah, I actually saw this and I thought it was really funny because they said that her second week sales beat Katy Perry and Lady Gaga's first week sales for their albums. And that was yeah. her second week. Isn't that insane? It's so That's cool. amazing. Only Taylor Swift. I can't wait to see what the sales are for this week. And I know she has some competition coming up because I guess One Direction and Garth Brooks have albums coming out, but I still think she's mm. going to be number one. I mean, One Direction's has the potential to be really high, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? It'll be interesting. I'm rooting for her to break two million after this week. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure she'll do it. Yeah, definitely. And equally as exciting, she dropped a bomb on us last Monday, as we all know of, and we predicted, and we were right, that it was going to be the music video for Blank Space, and I think we all went crazy over it and loved it so much, and too much to say about it. <laughs> so many gifts. So many. <laughs> I think they're the highlight of my everyday. I think she made that music video just for us to have the gifts. <laughs> She did say that now she tries to do weird things on purpose so that you can get gifts out of it. <laughs> yes. But I think this may be my favorite video. It's hard to say because I love them all so much, but I have watched this music video so many times. I absolutely adore it. 
For sure. And this is by far the music video that has gotten the most attention from publicity and the media because even my mom, who really does not know anything about social media or news related to, you know, celebrities or anything, she came home and was like, I would like to see that music video Taylor Swift made. I was like, which one? She's like, the one where she... I can't remember. She said a really funny term. They're like she's like the one where she's crazy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> did she like the video? I didn't get to show it to her yet, but I'm going to. I didn't want to show her on my phone. I wanted to give her the computer experience. So yeah, you definitely need to show her through the computer. It's true though that the media has been picking up on it, and it's sort of frustrating because I've been seeing more articles about oh, is Taylor actually showing that she is crazy? Yeah, but I really think those are just the not even worth our time articles. People who don't get it are just not even worth our time. I think for the most part, people do get it, which is refreshing. But still, sometimes you see those comments like, oh, Taylor really is crazy. Or, oh, she really is a serial dater. And yeah, you just kind of have to ignore those people. I think this music video was so well done. The director was awesome. I love that Olivia was in it. I loved all the outfits. They were just so perfect. 19 beautiful. different outfits. I can't even choose a favorite part. The horses, the tree, the cake. You know, it's impossible. I loved her guy in it. He was adorable. Sean O'Prey. Yeah. God, he's hot. He is. Apparently, he was discovered on MySpace, which I thought was interesting because Taylor used MySpace a lot to get a start back in 2005, 2006. But a lot of people are listing him as the hottest guy she's ever had in a video. Obviously. I agree. Oh, and how cute was the video of her getting her bike? (laughs) That video was adorable. And you can see that video when you do the blank space experience. At first, I didn't know what it was from. It was just randomly on the internet. And then I was like, ah! (laughs) Yeah, so Taylor introduced the Blank Space Experience app on Good Morning America last Tuesday. And Jill actually got to hear about this weeks ago, which was really cool. I mean, like, very vague details, but Scott Swift wasn't supposed to tell us, but he did, I guess, because he was so excited. (laughs) Told us at the Rhode Island Secret Session. He's like, I'm not supposed to tell you guys, but... And then he kind of told us, he didn't tell us what video was for or really any details. He just kind of explained the concept of what the app was. And I was like, that's amazing. I think he told us because he actually seemed really proud of it. He was like, he kept going on and telling us, like repeating, saying, no other artist has ever done this. Like, this is something brand new. And something that stuck out to both me and Nate, he said that he thinks this is going to change the way music videos are made. And he said that he thinks she's going to start a revolution in music videos. He seemed like a really proud dad. He's like, I really think this is going to change the way music videos are made. And so it was cool. And the app itself is really cool because you get a 360 view. That's the special cameras they were using to film this. And you get to look at all the different things that were on set. Like all these different photos of Taylor's grandma. And there's even one of Taylor with Brenton Thwaites, which I thought was funny. Because the media was trying to say that she was chasing after him when they Mm -hmm. were filming The Giver. So I thought that was quite sassy of her to include that photo. And pictures of Olivia. It was so cool just to explore this castle is where the music video was filmed. It's just a really cool app. If you haven't downloaded it, go find it. You can get it on iTunes or on Google Play. 
There's a lot of other stuff you can do with the app, too, which is really cool. You can try to find things. And you can chase Tay around. <laughs> well, so the most exciting thing for me is the pre-sales for the 1989 World Tour has begun. And that's really exciting because I just bought my tickets Friday. So venues and stadiums are selling out within minutes of pre-sale and general sales. And Taylor has also been adding additional dates already in some places. So be sure to go to taylorswift.com to make sure that Taylor's coming to your town or go to a place near her. And that's where you'll get all the ticket information as well. The pre-sales always seem to happen the day I'm at work and it just really kills me. Tomorrow, you know what? I'm just going to the bathroom for 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Swifty problems. I'm gonna. I don't care. (laughs) It's a big problem. Well, this Sunday is going to be very exciting because Taylor is performing Blank Space at the AMAs. And so that will be on November 23rd. Yay! I can't wait to see the live performance of this because a lot of times at award shows when Taylor does this, if you look back at how she performed I Knew You Were Trouble before the Red Tour began, the Red Tour performance of I Knew You Were Trouble was very similar to what she was doing on award shows beforehand. And so I'm curious to see whether this will be something we might see later on in the 1989 tour. Who knows? She always surprises us, so we'll see. But I think she can really bring this song to life in a hilarious way on stage and just make it amazing. So I can't wait to watch it. And if you want to hear more about our thoughts on Blank Space, you can listen to episode 80 where we talked about our thoughts on the song. Very cool. And Taylor actually has three People's Choice Awards nomination for Favorite Female Artist, Favorite Pop Artist, and Favorite Song for Shake It Off. Those will air on January, or in January, but you can vote now at peopleschoice.com. We don't know yet if she'll be performing, but I'm hoping she will. (laughs) So Taylor was also spotted out shopping this week, and she's been freaking a lot of fans out. Because she is sending Christmas presents early to a few lucky fans. And she even dropped off a toy car, one of those big electric ones, they're so cool, to a fan's son. She drove up and dropped it off, and that was really cool. So to check out all the details and see what she sent people, you can go onto Tumblr and look at these accounts. There's All Too Well, that's A-L to Whale, On-Swifts-Side. Break and burn and ends. Break Rena like a promise. My hero Taylor. On back road sat night. Cold as you. That's with two L's in cold. Tell you I'm insane. Like any true love. Bay dash Tay. Pop poetic party. Her hope is treacherous. And I think there are a couple more popping up. So definitely keep an eye on Tumblr for all those. This has really been stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not going to get a package, but I come home every day. I drive up in the car and look for the package. (laughs) Every day is the first thing I think about when I come home. And I know it's not going to be there, but I go up in my room. I check the garage. I check the front door. (laughs) It's so stressful. Yeah, I was reading yesterday. It was Sunday yesterday. And fans on Tumblr were saying, what Swifties are Googling right now? And it said, does FedEx deliver on Sunday? Yes. (laughs) And they don't, just in case you wondered, because I did look it up. But I just think it's really cool that Taylor's doing this. It's really cool and cruel. (laughs) 
she just always finds a way to top herself you know we thought taylor's inviting fans into her house who does that taylor's inviting fans to a rooftop to hang out who does that and now she's sending gifts and going to fans houses and what's she gonna do next honestly she really is just gonna start showing up at people's houses and like having parties with them (laughs) i was joking around that i don't know what i would do or what anyone would do if Taylor showed up at your house and your house wasn't clean. Or what if you were... I said that. <laughs> what if you're like in your pajamas or... Or mess. I don't know. You haven't brushed your hair. <laughs> Jill, what if you hadn't put your makeup on yet? Oh my god. Just you should see the way I walk around my house. I would never let Taylor Swift in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you need to wait outside for 15 minutes. <laughs> Ashley said something like, the only way Taylor can top herself is if she invites fans to live in her house with her yeah seriously i really do think that she'll continue with the secret sessions though because at this point there's nothing she can really do to go beyond that so i think that she will kind of continue with variations of the secret sessions yeah and i also think we can expect her to be sending gifts throughout the rest of this month and into december so many gifts i really like them because i now know what mascara she uses and what lip color she uses yes It's very exciting stuff. We can get some beauty tips from her through these packages. Well, while Taylor wasn't playing Santa, she was out in New York City this past week. She hung out with Kelly Osbourne, Chrissy Teigen, and Simon Huck. And then a different day, she went to a Knicks basketball game with her childhood friend, Brittany Mack. And while she was there, she got photos with Amanda Seyfri, Justin Long, and Kate Upton, which was cool seeing them all together. It looked like they were having a lot of fun. Taylor is, as we all know, on the cover of Wonderland, Time, and Bloomberg Business. Personally, Time was my favorite. She was also interviewed for Southern Living, and the cover has a photo of a cake that looks like a present on it, so go check those all out. And the Time one, she seems especially proud of, so be sure to read that article. Nate said, our other host, that he believes that that's going to become a collector's item, so be sure to get a hold of it. Right. The fact that Taylor is on Time and Bloomberg Business Week is a huge deal. And so we're actually going to do a little mini episode. Look out for that where we're going to discuss her interviews. The only other musical acts who have ever been on the cover of Time include Cher, David Bowie, Michael Jackson, Madonna, Ricky Martin, and Utheta Hikuru. So literally all the iconic, like most iconic singers. Right. And so Taylor becomes the seventh and so we want to talk with you in depth about the whole article and so be on the lookout for a special episode this is a huge deal go buy like 10 copies of this magazine mm-hmm. and not only is it a huge deal but the cover is just so gorgeous i think yeah she doesn't really have much makeup on and she just looks perfect i can't wait to go buy 10 copies so my grandma gets the time delivered to her house And I was talking to her today and she brings up Taylor Swift. I didn't have to. And then she goes, she's on the cover of my magazine. And I was just like, oh my God, grandma, I love you. Did she give it to you? No, she lives in Minnesota, but she'll probably keep it for me. So along with that, CNN did a 30 minute spotlight on Taylor and it was amazing. And you can find it on YouTube. It's only about 20 minutes without the commercials. So it's not that long. Covers Taylor's childhood in Pennsylvania and her early start, and also features interviews with Big and Rich and Frankie Billiard. And Frankie opened for Taylor on some of the tour dates, and he coined the phrase, what would Taylor do? That was so cute. He was like, sometimes I think 
what would Taylor do in this situation? And so then the interviewer was like, WWTD. It was hilarious. Which was amazing. And Big and Rich also said that Taylor should be allowed to write in whatever genre she wants. And that's true. Yeah, they did a great interview too. John Rich actually wrote That's the Way I Love Do with Taylor on the Fearless album. And so he's a strong supporter of her. And I just liked hearing all these people say such nice things about her. On Saturday Night Live this past weekend, Woody Harrelson made up his own version of Blank Space. And it was pretty funny. He also thought Jennifer Lawrence was Taylor Swift. He called her Taylor Swift and it was pretty funny. So you can find that on YouTube as well. Ryan Tedder and Liz Rose actually did a little, I guess not interview, but they said some words about Taylor and they were really nice. Both of them said that writing with Taylor is more like editing. And Ryan said, we're acting as editors. She's driving and we're along for the ride. Liz said, my strength with Taylor isn't writing lyrics. It's whittling things down and pulling out the important pieces. She'll talk a lot and mumble and say lines, and I'll write them down really fast and keep them stored away. You're more like an editor with her. I thought those were really cool. I've never heard anybody really talk about her writing that way, so it was cool. And I think it's across the board. Everyone always says it's more like editing. She comes with pretty much the whole idea. And you can really see that through the voice memos, which is awesome. Especially in Blank Space. Well, our last little bit of news is Taylor is included in Barbara Walters' list of the most fascinating people of 2014, and this will air in December. I guess it's a really big deal because this is pulling Barbara Walters back out to do this again, so... Yeah, because Barbara Walters retired last year, but now she decided to do this again. And every year since Taylor's been around, I've been waiting for her to be included on this list. This is actually the first time, and it's in my opinion, long overdue. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah, Barbara Walters. <laughs> I love Maybe her. it's not all her fault. No, I love her. She's coming out of retirement for Taylor now. But also in December, there are a lot of really exciting things going on. So I'll just run down the schedule really quickly. On December 5th, Taylor will be at the Jingle Ball in Los Angeles. On December 7th, she'll be at the Jingle Ball in London. Then, this was just announced, and I'm so, so excited about it. On December 9th, Taylor is going to be doing the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show again, live from London. And not only is Taylor going to be there, but Ed Sheeran, Ariana Grande, and Hoser. So, it's a fantastic lineup. I really hope Taylor and Ed do something together, like maybe they'll sing a song they wrote together but never released. It's a pipe dream. But I don't know, that's kind of... <laughs> I hope they rap together. That would be pretty awesome. So after that epic performance, Taylor will come back to the U.S. She'll be doing the Jingle Ball in New York City on December 12th. And then she will be featured on Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest on December 31st in Times Square. So exciting. And before you know it, it's going to be the new year and then it'll be time for tour and we're all going to die. So we have a lot of very exciting things coming up. For now, we're going to go on to our mini segments and talk about your Swifty problems. So our first Swifty problem comes from, ironically, at Swifty Probs with two Zs. They say, Welcome to New York is the first song of 1989. In it, she says, it's a new soundtrack. Did she do that on purpose? Swifty problems. I never <laughs> noticed that. I didn't either. But I, I mean, makes... I never made the connection. I definitely think she did it on purpose, though. That's awesome. No, she did. Because she always puts, like, 
begin again and our song at the end of the album yeah so you play it again definitely on purpose our next one is from swift cat lady 13 and their swifty problem is i mean if taylor cut my shirt and gripped my face with her nails i would still love her <laughs> i think that's just swifty life and our next one is from at brianna rehack who also has a problem related to blank space I've played the blank space experience nonstop, but where are those keys? Swifty problems. Our next problem comes from at Gamer7831. They say, can't afford more tour tickets. Pre-sale for a second show starts in 10 minutes. Swifty <laughs> problems. Yeah, story of my life. Or when two go on sale at the same time, how are you supposed to choose? Our next one comes from Simply T Swift 13 Every time Taylor Swift is on tour, I have to stress out about getting tickets. Such a pain over the last six years. But oh, so rewarding. Come on. So rewarding if it all works out right. (laughs) That is true. The stress has grown with each tour for sure. Well, next we're going to go to our fashion segment. And our first one is from October 29th when Taylor was at Sirius XM Satellite Radio. And they presented her with this really cute gift of this cat onesie and it's actually from forever 21 it's called the cat print pj onesie and it's only 24 dollars 90 it's currently sold out but keep checking back for restock do you know i tried to buy that for halloween before i knew she wore it and it was sold out and then i found out she wore it and i was like that's why <laughs> i was really bad it's disappointing And on November 10th in New York City, when she was leaving her apartment, she was spotted wearing a Miss Patina Highland coat in forest green. And that is in euros, 129 euros, a Cole Haan Air Violet Oxford pump, which are no longer available. Uh, Those were her shoes. Aldo Frata Polonese bag in Bordeaux, which were $55. And a Free People patent pork pie hat which was $58, and that's only available in light gray right now. I loved that coat. It's green and purple, and it's so pretty. Our next one is from when she was on the Barbara Walters, 10 Most Fascinating People of 2014. And we only know her shoes, which were the Jerome C. Rousseau Dominant Booty, which is $995, and that is only available in gray right now. They looked really cool, though, even though they're so expensive. On November 11th, when Taylor was out for dinner in New York, she wore an ASOS full skater skirt in leather. It was black. It's only $48.32, but unfortunately it's out of stock right now, so keep checking back because that's pretty affordable. And then she carried her Kate Spade 2 Park Avenue bag, which was also in black, and it is $179. And right now it's also not available, but check back. And on November 12th, again in New York City, when Taylor was shopping at ABC Carpet and Home, she was seen wearing, again, a Miss Patina Darlington coat and camel check, and that was 159 euros again. She was wearing an Akka bow headband, which is no longer available, sadly, because we all love headbands, and then a Christian Louis Vuitton Mamimo platform Oxfords, which were a whopping $772 for shoes. And her Aldo Frata Polonese bag in Bordeaux, and that was $50 and only available in black. So then on November 12th, Taylor attended the Knicks game in New York City, where she wore a 525 America Gen V-back tunic, which is only $155. And 
the one that she was wearing, it's actually reversible. So you can either wear it in the front or the back. And she wore it in the front. And she wore her ring and bone Newberry booties, which were $495. And when Taylor saw this on Tumblr and she saw that it was reversible, I don't actually know that she saw it was reversible. She just saw on the model that the cutout was on the back instead of the front. And so Taylor wrote, I think what they're trying to say politely is, I wore the shirt wrong, didn't I? (laughs) But I thought it looked great the way she did it with the little neck. It looked like a turtleneck with a cutout in a way. I liked it. Yeah, it looked better on her than on the model, which is typical. On November 13th, while Taylor was leaving her apartment, she wore a Topshop Cable Faux Pur Palm Beanie. That's only $26, and it's really cute. It's green with this cute little palm on the top of it. And she wore leather knee boots that are by And Other Stories, which are 145 euros. So these seem to all be from New York, obviously, because they're all from the same week. But on November 14th in New York, she was out and about and she was wearing a Topshop checked cape. A cape? Yeah, it was like a poncho, sort of. You know what? Taylor Swift could walk around in a cape for all I know. (laughs) (laughs) That was $64 and it sold out. And then she also wore Topshop chunky cable knit palm scarf and that's only $30, which is still a lot for a scarf, but it was really cute, so... She paired that with Hudson Jeans Deep Jade Skinny Jeans, which were $195, but they're on sale for $98. And she wore that with a halogen crew neck cashmere sweater in navy, and that's $89, and it's on sale for $58 right now. So that's a good deal for a sweater, a really nice one. The cape poncho is my favorite out of the entire week. Oh, yeah. This entire look with her jeans is my favorite. And again, it looked so much better on her than on the model. As usual. I just feel like if I bought it, I could not pull it off. I couldn't, but I want to. No, you need to be like six foot and 100 pounds, (laughs) aka Taylor Swift. So our last one is when Taylor was leaving her apartment on the 15th. And I actually really like this outfit as well. And she wore the rag and bone Kerr Newbeck ankle boot in Bordeaux which was $550, and then the Talboat's Cozy Bunny Sweater, which was $100. I love her fall looks. I really do. It's my favorite out of all Taylor fashion. So anything in her sweater and pants, I love her in. Yeah, I love that bunny sweater. The cape was my favorite. The cape. (laughs) Like we're just casually calling it a cape. (laughs) Hey, in the video, the guy wore a cape when they were walking the Dobermans. True. Very true. Well, we want to thank TaySwiftStyle.com for the latest and greatest in fashion. You can check out her website. She has all of these links that we've just discussed. And you can also check out the fashion from the Blank Space music video. There are 19 different outfits, and she probably found most of them. A lot of them are way too expensive for me to afford. But they're really cool. Go check it out at TaySwiftStyle.com. For our main discussion, we wanted to focus on how you get the girl. As we mentioned last week in episode 80, we're going to take each episode to discuss a song and we've been taking feedback from our listeners and we decided this week we would talk about how you get the girl. Yay! I love this song. This was actually um first time I heard the album. This came up as my third favorite song and I think maybe it's in the tie now, but I still really love this song, so. What's it in a tie with now? Well, I really love All You Had to Do Was Stay. 
and Wonderland. I just, I really can't have a top three in this album. (laughs) Yeah, it's impossible. But when she first played the album for us, this song was actually one of the ones that stuck with me the most. And I think that's because it's, out of the whole album, it's the most catchy song. I think I would agree with that. It is very catchy. It's the song that you set as your ringtone. That's a good way to describe it. For me, I first heard the song on the Diet Coke commercial. And it was, what, five seconds on the Diet Coke commercial? But it was stuck in my head for weeks. Mm -hmm. Now that I've heard the whole song, I just love it. This song reminds me a lot of 22. Yeah. Or like Stay, Stay, Stay because it's so cute. For me, I really get a 22 vibe from it. She wrote this in January of 2013. So it was only about three months after Red was released. And there's a photo of her with her guitar while she was writing this song. Maybe it's the guitars that remind me of 22. I don't know. But it's just so upbeat and fun and catchy. Yeah, it kind of reminds me, I mean, personally, it reminds me more of Stay, 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 just because it's like, it feels like one of those cute, girly songs that you make up in your head. And I think Ashley described it as, if any other artist wrote this song, I would absolutely hate it. But because it's Taylor, it's so good. (laughs) One thing I noticed about this song is Taylor seemed to have a thing on this album with ghosts and cheeks and pictures and frames. And all four of those are in this song. And I just think it's really cool how those four things appear in a lot of different songs on this album. And I don't know, Taylor always seems to have something like that. You know, if you go back to Fearless, it's probably Rain and stuff like that. But I just thought it was cool. Yeah, that is. I didn't actually notice that until you just said it, so it's cool. Yeah, there are so many songs that have those four things in it. And Insane. And Insane. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Insane, Red Lips. I think that she... She really did, like, kind of write an inspired 80s album because if you listen to a lot of 80s songs, a lot of the ones I have on my iPods are all from the same artist. Like, I listen to a lot of Madonna and stuff, and she writes her albums as one big story, so she repeats a lot of the same things in songs and uses a lot of the same words and phrases, and that's what Taylor did. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and that's exactly what it makes it seem like, just a full story Mm -hmm. of the whole album. When Taylor talked about this song, she did an interview, and I thought it was a pretty funny interview. But here's what she said about the song. I wrote this about how you get the girl back if you ruin the relationship somehow and she won't talk to you anymore. Like if you broke up with her and then kind of left her on her own for six months, and then you realize you miss her. It's all the steps you'd have to do to edge your way back into her life, because she's probably pretty mad at you. So this is a kind of tutorial. If you follow the directions in the song, chances are things will work out or you may get a restraining order. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty much the same way almost that she described it to us in Rhode Island when she played it for us. It was a little different though. What kind of different things did she say? Again, I don't know why this one just stuck out, but when I go back and think of all the stories she told about the songs, I remember this one. I have like one of the most clear memories of the story behind this one. And so she started out by saying, you know, the inspiration behind this song is I got a text message. I'm not going to say any names because she didn't say anything, any names, but you guys can speculate if you want. But she said that I got a text message from a guy that used to be my friend but wasn't my friend anymore and he was dating one of my best friends and they broke up and they got back together and broke up and had a lot of hard times and then 
you know, they broke up for good and she kind of went off on her own for six months and she reinvented herself and got her life together and just really found herself and he saw how good her life was going and how she was getting herself together and then he decided, oh, I want her back. So instead of, you know, texting the girl and being like, hey, and talking to her, he decided to text her one of her very good friends and say, oh, why won't she talk to me anymore? And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so Taylor kind of got the inspiration from that whole situation to write this song. And she basically was like, well, if you want to know how to get the girl back, then do this. And then she kind of wrote the song and she said, so this is an instruction manual for how to get the girl back if you lose her and she's moved on. <laughs> Obviously, she kind of like, you know, exaggerated and wrote her own story, but that's where the inspiration came from, so. That's awesome. Did Taylor say what she texted this guy back, if anything? Honestly, I can't remember, and I don't want to say the wrong thing, so. Okay. I'm not sure if she told us. I'm pretty sure she did, but I don't think she told us. She basically just said, oh, he texted me saying this, and then she went on to say, and then I was like, oh, well, let me write this instruction manual as a song. But I don't think she told us what she actually said back to him. It probably wasn't nice, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's all kinds of speculation. If Even if you just look at the news, Google this song, you can read about who it's supposedly about. Yeah, she didn't want to tell us any names, but if you really use your brain, you can kind of think. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. But one thing that I really love about this album is when I listen to it, I don't even think about who it's about. And I, right. I know that was Taylor's goal. Mm -hmm. She even said during the session, she's like, you know, I'm going to share really personal stories with you, how these songs were inspired, but I'm not going to say any names. She was like, please don't ask. Please don't go out and say, oh, this is who this song was about. She's like, I just want to tell you guys the story and inspiration. She's like, that's what I want people to talk about. So this was a really good song for that. This is a perfect example of Taylor writing a pop song that actually has great lyrics, too, because the lyrics here are just really colorful and meaningful in its own way and clever right whereas like ashley said if some other artist had written this song it would be terrible she said it'd be like so cheesy and disgusting but because it was taylor it just had that you know meaningfulness to it yeah for me i love the imagery the lyrics create i love the guitars in the Diet Coke commercial, I kind of noticed a little whistling sort of sound. I thought that was really cool and catchy. But I noticed it way more in the Diet Coke commercial than in the actual song. Maybe they added it in? Maybe. I'll have to listen to it again. I think it's right at the very beginning. It's a very faint sort of whistling. It's just one of those songs where you just always sing the chorus when it comes on, no matter where you are. Even if you don't sing the other parts of the song, you always sing like the really catchy chorus part. And even just the, I want you for worse or for better. Who else? Would I would wait forever like and ever. Yeah, the lines are just so great. This is one of those songs that really, really gets stuck in your head and mm -hmm. you're singing it every day throughout the day. And it's it's just stuck there. It's a ringtone song. I'm telling it you. It is. It's a ringtone song. It makes you happy immediately and mm -hmm. makes you want to bounce around. And so for me, when I think about this song on tour, I think it definitely will make the set list. I Although, hope so. Although I'm having trouble thinking of songs that won't make the set list, so who knows. But if this song does make the set list, which I think it will, I could see this song being, like I said, this song kind of reminds me of 22. So I could see it being the last song before going to the B stage. 
the song where you started on the main stage and make your way back to the B stage and everybody's just bouncing around and really happy. So I don't know. That's just how I can visualize it playing out. Yeah. I don't know. It's so hard to even make predictions for the tour. It is, but that's the exciting thing because we don't know. (laughs) Ashley said she could see maybe Taylor pulling a guy up on stage and dancing with him, a guy from the audience, but... There's way too many scary guys. (laughs) Think about all the guys that jumped on her stage last tour. Exactly. Yeah. It could be a bit risky, but it would be really funny. Katy Perry actually did that on not this tour she's on now, but her previous tour that I went to. And it was pretty funny. She brought a guy up on stage each night and it was really funny. So maybe she could do something like that. With security around. Yeah. I think it's overall just a really, I don't want to say the poppiest song in the album, but maybe like definitely the most fun and just, I don't know what I'm trying to think of. Like, you know, you're sitting there in class and you're like daydreaming about a little happy, fun song. And this is the song you think of. Yeah. It's just catchy, and it's a really just overall happy song. Positive vibes. It's positive, fun, bouncy. Educational. Oh, yeah. Guys can definitely take notes from this. Yeah. I mean, don't go to her house, like, every night. That's how you would get the restraining order Taylor talked about. But you can get some helpful hints from Taylor. You can. She knows what's up. She wrote this song for you guys. All you male Swifties who want to get a... Swifty girlfriend, this is how you get the girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let us know what you think about the song and how you see it playing out on tour. Or if you want to tell us anything else about this episode, be sure to contact us. You can contact us on Taylor Connect at SwiftCast13, on Twitter at SwiftCast13. You can email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theswiftcast. And you can visit our website at swiftcast13. And also, be sure to press the subscribe button on iTunes. That way, it will download the latest episode for you automatically. And you won't need to go download it every time. Let us know what you think. And we would love to hear from you. We love hearing from you guys. We really do. Don't ever think that you're bothering us or scaring us because we love hearing from you guys. So what do you guys think Taylor's going to do next week? Send me a package. (laughs) (laughs) That was quick. I have been ready. (laughs) (laughs) You had that planned out. I think Santa Swift and Elf Carly are going to be out shopping for some more fans. For Jill. For Jill. (laughs) (laughs) And Steph and Haley and Ashley and Nate and Ashley. And Carly. And all of our listeners. That is hilarious. On Tumblr, people were asking Taylor about just the shopping thing. About how Carly and Taylor were at Sephora buying things and these fans have been getting stuff from Sephora. And Taylor said, oh yeah, we're the tallest elves you've ever seen. That's why we got kicked out of the North Pole and we're sent to do our business here. I made a really funny joke that no one else apparently thought was that funny or just don't have enough followers on Tumblr. But I said that as if Taylor doesn't rule the world enough, she had to go to the fictional world to rule it, aka become Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's funny. I get it. It was more eloquent in my post. (laughs) Well, I guess I'm with you guys. I think she's going to be sending out more packages more shopping. We haven't really seen her out today, which is weird. And I think that she's going to send Steph a letter thanking her for all the amazing gifts she got her. 
I gave her some cool gifts, but I don't even know if she got them. I just hope she got them and uses them. That would be cool. I hope she got them too. Yeah, it's so hard when you give her a gift or if you give her a letter, you just really never know. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to hope. I know that Taylor Nation is really good at making sure she gets that stuff. So if you guys ever want to send her a letter, definitely do it. You have nothing to lose. But I'm excited to see more of these gifts. Everybody is posting videos and photos, and it's just really exciting to see the kind of happiness Taylor brings to the whole world. She truly brings joy to the whole world, and it's awesome. There's no one better than her. And next week when I get mine, we'll be sure to talk about it on the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for episode 81, this has been Steph, Haley, and Jill. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Peace out, Swiftcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Swiftcast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for Swiftcast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. Swiftcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.